Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Tonight on the show, we are talking about fuck machines. Fuck machines. And those are, (laughs) in case you're curious, they are literally machines that are built with the intent of fucking you. Yay. <laughs> our uh, our guest will be telling us about um, not only machines that you can buy that are designed to be fucking mm-hmm. machines, exactly, but also how to pervert some local things from your local Ooh. Home Depot. And some ideas of what not to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we'll, uh, we'll just leave that for that. But <laughs> exactly. You'll squirm when you hear it. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, I do want to mention every time we post one of those pictures that we got from Carrie's photo shoot, everybody mm-hmm. seems to have very positive feedback on uh, those. Absolutely. So we're going to post another one on the show notes for this show. Mm-hmm. And we will call that one. That one is called Lovebirds. Aww. And if you look at those and you say, man, I want some awesome pictures like that, you can get a hold of our good friend Carrie, whose email address is made to please. That's M A I D, the number two, P L E Z E at AOL.com. And I will put a link in the show notes for that. Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I need me a good uh, lifestyle picture. Mm-hmm. So, um, Carrie, you find a good one? Yeah. Carrie was a good choice. So, you know, she took her time. And like we said before, she may be a submissive, but when she's behind the camera, <laughs> you wouldn't know it. <laughs> yep. So just a friendly shout out to our pal, Carrie. Yes. Um, what else we got going on? I mean, we've been we've been crazy busy lately trying to put together stuff for the upcoming Great Lakes oh, Leather Association, yes. which we, we're doing uh, four weekend, days from now. We leave Thursday afternoon and we won't be back till Sunday night. Yep. We'll be presenting Eyes of the Kadishti, which is a presentation on how to see beauty beyond the skin. Mm-hmm. And we'll also be a little bit busy doing this whole title competition. Thing. Yes. So... Prepping, prepping, prepping. <laughs> we've mentioned the travel basket a few times, and that's what we've spent a majority of tonight working on. Oh and what is the value of this travel basket so far? At the moment, um, we're expecting three more donations, but what I've calculated at the moment is approximately $1,350. That is insane. It is insane. <laughs> oh, my God. It, mm. And it's very, it's very humbling, yes. all the uh, different donations that we've gotten. And um, I seem to recall uh, somebody asked you yesterday uh, if they could still donate. And you said, no, nah, we've really got enough at this point. And they were rather offended. They were offended. So um, I got a feeling their thing is going to end up in the basket <laughs> anyway. The, the only other thing I wanted to mention uh, in our little intro area is recently I came across a podcast called Tie em Up. It is a British podcast by a gay leatherman. Nice. And... Um, uh, just fun podcast to listen to. Nice change of pace. So I thought I would show, would toss a shout out to those guys. Mm-hmm. That can be found at tieemup.com. And again, we'll put show notes out there for that. But um, that's yeah, fun little British podcast. Um, and they don't necessarily, it's really interesting to hear what they think about the uh, American BDSM and the American kink scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, 
I can't <laughs> say. Curious. Yes, I'll just leave it to people to go make their own opinions on okay. that. So a lot of people some say, hey, Dan and Dawn, you're always talking about adventures and sexuality. Does, isn't there anything else going on in your area? Well, there is other stuff going on in our area. So actually, there's a lot of stuff, but there's something really um, neat coming up that we participated in last year. Not going to be able to do it this year, but still wanted to mention it. And that is? That is Camp Kink. So, and it is right here in central Ohio. Uh, the dates are Friday, August 27th to Sunday, August 29th. And literally, it's, it's camping. They don't usually have workshops put together. They may have a small dungeon area set up. Um, but otherwise, it is people from the area setting up their tents. They let us bring our pop-up last year. They did a huge bonfire. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the bonfire was so huge, they sat up these huge, like, four-foot-across logs for us to hide behind as we tried to <laughs> roast our marshmallows so <laughs> that we didn't get singed. <laughs> now, they did do a um, an informal fire flogging demo last year. Oh, yeah. And um, there's an informal... Tom, yeah. Yeah, Extra Special Tom did that for them. And then there's a informal banquet where they mm-hmm. put all the food together and feed everybody it's um it's a great social situation for yes. kingsters yeah so you just get to sit around chit chat you know and and relax yep and although we will not be going to that one if you want to go to that one uh you can find more information about that at camp kink ohio that's camp spelled with a k camp kink ohio.com excellent it is excellent. <laughs> I wish we were going, but, you know, sometimes choices have to be made, so. <sighs> it just so happens that we managed to stay kind of busy. Yes. Can't go to everything. No. Speaking of kind of busy, and you've <laughs> just uh, come back from a weekend of doing a couple kink-related things. Oh, my God. it was Three of them, to, as a matter of fact. Three yeah, of three. them. I know. I, I, I mentioned two, but, yeah, there, are, there is three. It was supposed to be a relaxing weekend. I was going to have Slave Jim over, and, you know, we were going to go through all of our clothes. I had a date with the boyfriend. Well, instead, it was a date with the boyfriend, and then we went to the AIS Perversion Diversion. Mm-hmm. So, and what um, they do is they gather at a pool hall and good Lord, there was probably um, eight tables, at least 40, if not 50 people there. And again, socializing and having a great time. So, and then the next day, Slave Jim did come over and we tried on the corsets and all that good stuff, prepping for GLLA. And I went and facilitated an AIS submissive roundtable. So we did um, protocol, public, it was public MS protocol and MS contracts. And then we wrapped that up and headed for Akron to Purple Rose Society, where we went to a dungeon party. It sounds like a pretty busy weekend. It was a busy, kinky weekend. <laughs> busy, kinky weekend. <laughs> now, in case people, you know, people say, well, isn't there anything else going on in this town that just so happens that uh, this Tuesday here in Columbus, Ohio, is the Prisco, Purple Rose Society, Central Ohio. Yes. Combo Roundtable. Right, the where, SRT and DRT. Yep, uh, and that's happening on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which would be August 19th-ish, I suppose, I it's think. Something like that, yeah. It's the day after we're publishing that, if that helps, and you can find <laughs> that via FetLife. 
so there's all kinds of stuff going on here. And, and, and you know what? In your hometown, there's all kinds of stuff going on as well. It's it, just a matter of you got to look around, poke around a little bit and find it. Right. Now, I was just reading a post on uh, good old FetLife about the Columbus, Ohio scene mm-hmm. and how it's um, cliquish and swinger-based. Really? And... I think that's a really interesting view um, of the scene. Fortunately, somebody responded by posting the eight different groups. Exactly. You know, if you don't like the AIS scene, you can go to the NLA scene. If you don't like NLA, you check out Moral. If you don't like Moral, check out Chords. If you don't like Chords, check out Prisco. If you don't like blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. You know? So the idea that the groups are cliquish, is, I find that a little... Um, Oh, I suppose. You know what? It's really funny when people say, "Oh, you're so clickish." Well, you know what? I've been coming. I've been in this Central Ohio community for about ten years. Mm-hmm. So when I run into Attila, who I've known for eight years, it's right. like, "Oh, Attila, how's it going?" You know, "Hey, remember that time we did this thing six years ago?" Right. I don't necessarily think that's clickish. I think that a lot of the groups do their best to be open to newcomers, and they will recognize. That new players and new people are the lifeblood of these scenes and right. of these parties. Um, heck, beyond all those other groups that we mentioned, there's a lot of non-groups out there. Master mm-hmm. Doug's parties. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have a group. He just has play parties. Our MS chats. And, you know, there's all kinds of roundtables and women's nights being put together. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And from what I've seen, the newbies really are embraced with open arms. You just got to be willing to talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had um, a new friend show up at the PD Friday night and um, I had to leave, but I was perfectly okay with saying, okay, well, I'm going to go pick somebody from the group. And I went and picked somebody from the group and said, hey, this is my friend. Would you mind showing him around? And they took his arm. And Mm -hmm. when I left five minutes later, he was in conversation with somebody else. So, and I've seen that many times at Munches. So if you find in your hometown, your home area, if you, and, and I'm not saying clicks don't exist, by the way. Right. If, but if you find in your home area that you attend a group and you don't, it doesn't feel right to you, mm-hmm. go a second time. Everybody has a bad night. Yes. If you go a second time, it's still not happening for you. Check out some of the other groups. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's no other groups in your area. Maybe there's no groups in your area. Or maybe you don't like any of the groups in your area. Maybe you think that you would like a, uh, a group that's focused on kinky monogamy, right? Right. Well, I give you permission <laughs> to go out there and start your own group. And if you want pointers on how to do it, <laughs> we can definitely give you some pointers. Absolutely. You know, and I will say that, you know, I, I will say if you don't know how to go out and start your own group, I'd be happy to assist you in getting started. If you're not in our local area, I have to be a little more, uh, a little more vague, but there's, there's certain, there's not, it's not hard. Mm-mm. It's not, it doesn't cost you anything. Just a little bit of effort. A little and bit of And you effort. and I have had that situation where uh, the local group simply did not meet our needs at that time. Right. So you can either, and we've seen both these scenarios, you can either join the group and try and subvert it from within. Right. Or you can go out there and start your own group. It's much easier to go out and start your own group. You just got to be willing to do the work. Yep. So if uh, you are interested in that kind of, in the existing groups around here, mm-hmm. um, there's plenty of choices. For example... And here's where I cue the sponsorship music. The Adventures in Sexuality will soon be posting, soon be hosting the Central Ohio Perversion Excursion 
where you can expand knowledge and adventure. That's their key line this year. And that happens on September 17th through the 19th of 2010. Head over to adventuresinsexuality.org for details. Yes, but at this point, you get put on a waiting list. Yes. This one sells out fast. So, no question of the day today. No, nobody's sending in questions. Well, actually, um, I just haven't caught up on the paperwork. We have a couple questions in the queue. I just haven't caught up on the paperwork. (laughs) I see how that is. Busy, busy. (laughs) But don't let that slow you down. If you have a question of the day or any other desire to contact us for any other reason, there's a variety of ways to do that. There is. um, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com if you want to email us. If you want to make a comment on our webpage, just head over to the eroticawakening.com webpage and go to Got Comments. On Facebook, we can be found under Erotic Awakening, one word. Uh, You could always just pick up the phone and call us, 206-309-0054 and leave a voicemail. On FetLife, we can be found under Erotic Awakening, two words. And Twitter, Dan and Dawn. And we should mention that since Slave Gem got her own official um, fan mail, Uh I gave her a new job. So I noticed that. <laughs> so our Twitter account will be more active as Slave Gem takes more of a active role mm-hmm. in keeping she uh, self proclaims Twitter whore. Right. <laughs> we'll take a more active role in helping our Twitter accounts uh, share some information about what we're going, what's going on with both our presenting our podcast, right. the MS chats, everything else that we do. Everything, yeah, we'll feed her addiction a little bit. <laughs> so we kind of blasted through that kind of fast. Which is great, because mm-hmm. I want to get into the topic of fuck machines. <laughs> a little while ago, we were at an event called Woodstocks, which is another one of these BDSM camping events where we mm-hmm. did a couple presentations. Right. One of the presentations that was not done there, much to my unhappiness, was one called Fuck Machines, which right. would have been great to see. There was a fuck machine there. There was a fuck machine there. <laughs> and there was a couple people that were very skillful and knowledgeable about fuck machines. Yes. So we sat down with our oral machine, our digital recorder <laughs> pretty lame segue there yeah. all right we'll just keep going uh and we recorded an interview with them a fun interview fun to talk to them mm-hmm. um we don't have a whole lot of experience with fuck machines because we don't own any tell me do you consider your hitachi a fuck machine no no it's just a souped up vibrator just a souped up vibrator okay <laughs> yeah it's still hand held <laughs> So my version, when I think of fuck machine, I think it's something that um, I don't have to move or someone else doesn't have to move per se. You Mm -hmm. know, it's a it's a piece of machinery that fucks you (laughs) without just being. Yeah, yeah, without just being like inserted and vibrated. (laughs) Hence the name fuck machine. Um, And I have to admit, for uh, there's occasions where I feel rather lazy. It would be nice to be able to sit there. With a little PlayStation-like remote control Ooh. and just fuck you with that and just move my thumbs. Being the exhibitionist, I'm okay with that as long as we're in the same room. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm in one room and you're in the other, it doesn't work so much for me. You know, they tell me that they have uh, USB-capable vibrators. That's you, what I hear. Something like you would plug a vibrator into your laptop and I would get on a different computer and send the vibrator commands. Now, if we had webcam to webcam, that would be kind of hot. But just to sit on my computer and randomly be buzzed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, we, we haven't done much in the way of 
uh, we don't really do too much with the cyber sex. With the, uh, no, we haven't in a very long time. But I think if I had a um, a Bluetooth enabled vibrator or Ooh. a robot that I could command to come over and move over and do stuff, mm-hmm. I think that would be cyber sex, wouldn't it? Maybe. <laughs> I like that. Well, for all the definitions of fuck machines and explanation of a fuck machine, descriptions of fuck machines and how they're used, and a great story about... um, (laughs) What can go wrong. About what can go wrong. (laughs) And I actually saw that one. (laughs) (laughs) We have the following interview. We're sitting here tonight, uh, or this afternoon, in this fine outdoor venue with Russ and Kashmir. I understand you guys do a couple presentations on electricity and electrical play. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Obviously one of Dawn's favorite topics. First off, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. You're welcome. We, Thank you. Um, we are going to talk today about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the correct name for these things are fucking machines. Oh, yes. And we're not talking about porn stars. We're not talking about people <laughs> hopped up on Viagra where they've gone past the four hours and did not contact their doctor. But actual mechanical fucking things, right? Right. So you guys have a couple of those? Yeah, um, very basic one, the reciprocating saw. Um, the fuck saw, I think, is what most people refer to it. Uh, and then also a unit produced by uh, Hug Her. Um, don't know where they came up with that <laughs> name, but it is a computer-controlled fucking machine. Well, let's start off with the idea of being fucked by a reciprocating saw. Reciprocating. Because that doesn't sound comfortable at all. It actually is. Um, it's one movement. Uh, and very fast movement. Very fast movement, and usually not too, too deep. But it's, it's kind of nice. It's a, it's a handheld uh, contraption, actually. You can go to Home Depot or Dom Depot, as some people say, <laughs> and actually create your own fuck saw. I think it was... Well, you must buy one piece from a kinky vendor or get someone to make it yourself because you cannot use the reciprocating saw attachment to attach your dildo. Do not do that. Ooh, that, happened, that would be... No, go that, ahead. That happened in Maryland a couple, like a year or two ago. Um, saw went through the dildo like that, and then into the woman, very quick trip to the ER by helicopter, and it was not pretty. Oh, I bet. So, yes, the saw blade attachment is not to go anywhere near it. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so, how is it? You just go to as you said, Home Depot. You buy a regular reciprocating saw. You don't have to go into the kinky department. Any special? It's no special one, right? Right. And then there's a, an attachment that there's hooks an, up to there's it. There's an attachment that turns it into a vacuum lock dildo attachment. Wow. Oh, okay. And from there, you, you from just, there, just put any vacuum lock dildo on, and so like you would use for a strap on, right? The vacuum lock thingy for oh, a strap on. Right. Okay, all right, and then you strap. Oh, ooh, nice. <laughs> then you can change out different sizes. Yes. And the, and the nice okay. thing about you know the summer reciprocating saws is, you get variable ones where the more you squeeze the trigger, the faster it goes. Mm-hmm. So if you're very if you're really good with your motor controller, you can squeeze it just a tiny bit. And it will go very slowly at first, mm-hmm. and then you gradually can increase and decrease the movement. Nice. Okay. Is, now, in Kashmir, is there ever a point where he pulls the trigger too much that it goes from beyond nice to just 
punching you? Yes. I mean, I have to say that with the reciprocating saw, unlike our hugger, there is kind of a very, it's not like, oh, this is great. Oh, this is terrible in a very long movement. It can go from, oh, this is great. Oh, this is terrible very quickly. So I like it. I enjoy it. It's portability and it's cheap and all of those different factors make it really nice. But to have a computer controlled, Fucking machine is really ideal because it can have many different strokes, many different movements, and you have a greater control over how it's going to actually enter you. Um, I'm average size woman, but I tend to be smaller down there, so as a result, I have to be careful with how any machine really enters me. So a reciprocating saw, if you're a smaller or an average size girl, might be a little less comfortable until you really get the hang of it, but whereas uh, a computer generated like the hugger, you can really find a really good movement very quickly and very fast. Okay, so before we leave the reciprocating saw machine Mm -hmm. dildo, which by the way, I'm I'm just thrilled I can finally say reciprocating, (laughs) but um, any safety factors people should be aware of? Well, the fact that it can go extremely fast. I mean, it's definitely one where you need to start with a lot of lube. Because okay. just in case you pull that trigger a little too fast, it's going to go. Smoke. Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, more lube than you than you necessarily would use, add a little more. Seriously. Okay. Yeah, um, Yeah. The, the stroke length on it is very short. Most of them only go about one inch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people get off on stroke length. Some people don't. If, it, if they like more of fast, vibrating motions, it's going to be more for them. Okay. Okay. Um, you just had a birthday. You said that was cheap, right? Home Depot? No. <laughs> <laughs> I really hadn't thought of uh, being fucked by one, but thank you for the birthday. <laughs> no. Never mind. <laughs> so, um, all right, so then now the, comp- the the advanced model of this. Now, this is, uh, the reciprocating stall is something that we've perverted into something oh, yes. kinky. Uh, it, my understanding is this other machine is built for the purpose. It is a fucking machine from the ground up. Okay, so what is that like? Describe that for me. Uh, it is a the motor unit, and then you have two cables coming out of the motor unit. You've got one cable going to the piece that actually goes in and out. So the motor can sit on the floor mm-hmm. out of the way. And then you've got the... Um, I don't know really how to describe it. More. It's just the fucking part. Right. <laughs> you've got the fucking part up there. <laughs> and then you've got another cable going to a control box that you hold in your hand has all the different programs, the speed, the length, um, pretty much any parameter you want to control of it. So you can have it go short and fast, just like the reciprocating saw, mm-hmm. or you can have it go slow, long, um, staccato, you know, fast and then short, you know, pretty much anything you want on it. And that's some of the, the programs you're talking right. about, is like fast and sl- or slow. Yeah, and- there's... Uh, like um, there's classic, which is just a standard smooth in and out. Uh, you've got fast and hard, which really just drives it as fast as it can in and out. Of course, the the, the shorter you make the stroke length, the faster it goes because it doesn't have as far to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got t- there's uh, three programs that are based on uh, tantra. Um, <laughs> that just have different parameters where it'll go deep for a little bit, then it'll back off, then it'll speed up a little bit, it'll slow down. It sounds like programs on a treadmill. 
Could be. <laughs> it is fantastic. It is, it is simply fantastic because you really don't know what you're going to get. I mean, he may start off with one program where it's just, okay, in and out. Oh, this is just like being in a porn movie. Oh, 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 this is nice. And then he'll start doing the staccato, and then he'll mix it up a little bit. And it's it's so wondrous to feel because you you're... I mean, your whole body feels like it's going to burst from orgasm after orgasm. And I'm multi-orgasmic, so it's just one orgasm after another. And I'm kind of proud because I can make it stop momentarily. I don't do that too much, but oh, my because. muscles will clench up so much it'll actually stop. But you don't want to do that too much. You don't want to cause too much of a force. And a gear it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't hurt the machine at all, though. Well, still. <laughs> I'd rather not hurt the machine. It's a good machine. And I'm going to keep that in mind if you and I ever make love. <laughs> if you want me to stop, you can just grab it and say, hold it. <laughs> and suck it in. <laughs> but it's a great contraption. Um, it actually stands on a, a drum kit, a, a drum stand. That is, that is the one perverted piece of it, is it uses a snare drum uh, stand oh. as the stand for the fucking part. Okay, okay. Now, the way you're describing it, I am picturing uh, you, Russ, holding the controls mm -hmm. and Kashmir receiving the fucking of the fucking machine. But, Kashmir, do you ever, like, just, come here, give me those damn controls and, and drive it yourself, so to speak? I have not. And actually, well, a lot of times that we've been doing it, I've been doing it on my back as opposed to doggy style. Mm -hmm. I like both ways, but lately we've been just doing it on the back because of the massage table we have and because we actually hook up other electronics to my body in other ways. But um, I guess I could. Sometimes I have to say I enjoy not knowing what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and if, if I hit it and it was too fast or too slow, I'm afraid that I might hit it and it might go faster, kind of like the I Love Lucy approach. <laughs> right, right, right. So I kind of like him to be in control. I've always let him do that. Uh, there, are, there are times when I tell him, oh, slow down, or oh, do this, or oh, yes, please, more, more, more. <laughs> but I, I let him kind of control that. That's just kind of part of our dynamic, too, mm -hmm. is just mm -hmm. letting him kind of handle the controls. Okay. Other things I might take over. Uh, you say other electronics that you might add into this. Yeah, we also, besides the fucking machine, we are connoisseurs of different types of tens, and also one type called the Aeros Tech. Mm -hmm. So we'll hook up pads uh, to the back of my legs, to close to my pussy or otherwise, and actually crank that up while the fucking machine is fucking me. And this send electrical currents or yeah electrical currents uh on just skin wise it's like any type of tens unit where you put a pad and it sends electrical current topically on your skin so the sensation can feel as soft as a butterfly's wings but mm -hmm. then it can crank all the way up to where it's almost searing pain hmm. i kind of like it in the middle between butterfly wings and searing pain when i'm getting fucked but it's fantastic because it just adds that great sensation you can also get it pretty close or even on top of your clit, so you can get some stimulation that way as okay. well. Okay. Have, have you ever ridden a Symbian? I haven't, no. I've had the chance to, but I've, I've just chosen not to. That's not necessarily the way that I can get off, the way it's described. Right, right. Well, the, there's two basic different things, different views on how females like to get fucked. 
and there's some people that really that it's the vibration. Mm-hmm. It's the you know that type of thing. It's not stroke length or anything like that. It's vibration, and the Sibian is perfect for them because it does not go in and out. It just moves. Oh. It it rotates around a little bit and it vibrates like hell. Um, and then most of the fucking machines are designed around stroke length. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's really more for going in and out, not necessarily vibration. You can easily add a Hitachi Magic Wand to the whole mix, and then she'll go flying off into space. But um, a lot of people get off on stroke length. Mm-hmm. Now, the, inve- the ve- inventor of the Sibian, he said it's you know, stroke, no female gets off on the stroking thing. That's just guys. And huh. that's, yeah. Wrong. <laughs> my face. Wrong. <laughs> and see, I don't, I, if I want vibration, I want it on my clit. Right. I don't want it inside of me, which right. is why the rabbit and different things like that, if it rolls around, and I'm just like, no, no, no. I take the batteries out of those and then just fuck me with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So then the classic type of fucking machine would be more your speed. Mm, I may have to try that out. So <laughs> what um, got you guys interested in fucking machines? I mean, I know it's an interest. You know, you, you see I, it as an interest, but... I classify myself as a lazy dom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love... That's why I love electricity. I, you know, I love all these different things where I can do a wide variety of things with relatively little effort. Or, you know, it's it's just easy and it just makes the scene go on forever. It's always just, it's really interesting to to push a tiny little button and then all of a sudden she goes, Oh my God, yes! (laughs) (laughs) And we had been into tens and different things like that. And I guess the fucking machine, I kept seeing videos on kink.com and things like that. um, And just kind of piqued our interest. Mm-hmm. And, and plus seeing, I think uh, we had seen British Lucky Paul's fucking machine demo mm-hmm. at a Dark Odyssey oh, event. Okay. Uh, and that really got us interested also. Well, I, only, I only got to see yours for a second because I was doing um, Dungeon Monitor at the time during a party. So I only got to see it for a second. But um, At uh, Kinko de Mayo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have a really funny story about Kinko de Mayo. Uh-oh. And actually, this is when we, this is right after we had just. Uh, had received the hugger. It took several wasn't, months. Wasn't this our first time using it? Was using it? First time it was our first time using it. Oh no! There were there were production delays, and he got he had too many orders to fill, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Look, I'm on. I'll be honest with you. I've got a lot of orders to fill." Um, and I said, "You know what? I'm not in desperate need of it. Why don't you fill the other orders, and you can make it up to me some other time?" Okay. So we got it right before. Can't go to Maya. The day before, literally. And huh? so, well, you tell the story better than I <laughs> do, actually. So, uh, she wanted to hurry. She wanted to hurry up and use it. So we go ahead and break it out in the dungeon. <laughs> get her on the table. I set it up, and we're going. And uh, it's she's loving it. It's we had a crowd of people, everyone was watching and I I like being an exhibitionist and I was having <laughs> orgasm after orgasm. It was fantastic. And little did we know that there's this massive storm outside brewing. So I I look down on the floor and all of a sudden I see water going <laughs> from our table out towards the dungeon floor and I'm thinking my 
God, did she squirt. <laughs> my, I was like, I didn't even see it. And yet there is this water going from the table to the dungeon. And then I look down at my feet and realize I'm standing in water. And the whole side of the room is suddenly flooding uh, yep. from a storm. <clears throat> the best part was is how you had to reach up and grab because the control unit was on the floor. We didn't want to suddenly cause an electrocution scene on top of it. <laughs> so we had to pick it up, and he's like, oh, my goodness, it's flooding. And I'm in my happy little zone. I'm like, what? It's fl- What did I do? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't freak out, but I was suddenly very confused as to why there's water on the floor. It took two mops and like three people and numerous towels. For the record, I did not squirt. It was a flood outside. I want everyone to remember that. Um, but yes, the rest of the weekend, it was I was the little squirter of the, the weekend. Very cool, very cool. What's, uh, do these things cost a lot of money? They can, uh, but a lot of the things in the scene do. Yeah. And so, okay. uh, yeah, the the hugger is it's not the most expensive fucking machine out there. Uh, there are a few others that are more. Um, what kind of price ranges are we talking about? It's like thirteen hundred, somewhere in there okay. for the for the full setup. Um, but there are a wide variety of machines out there uh, that rely on much more simple mechanical. Uh, where you can't you can't instantly control the stroke length. You can usually vary the speed, um, but things made out of KitchenAid mixers. That you know, there's a whole wide variety of just more mechanical things out there that are more in the three hundred to six hundred dollar price range. Or if you go to Goodwill and you find a decent KitchenAid for. Yeah. 40 bucks, and you decide to pervert it. Uh, British Lucky Paul had done that for one of his uh, demos, actually. He perverted that, although the arm kept falling off. So (laughs) you can play around. There there are a lot of resources on the net, um, and as long as you have a basic understanding of of electronics, you'll be fine. Okay. Well, it sounds like a great Valentine's gift to me. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you very much for uh, being on the podcast today. You're I'm, welcome. I'm off to Home Depot and uh, <laughs> remember not to have a, saw, a live saw blade. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next week G L L A. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit organization created to provide charitable assistance to individuals of all sexual orientations in the leather, BDSM, and fetish community. You can donate or find out more at leatherheart.org. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Sarah Sloan appears on Erotic Awakening courtesy of Love Your Parties. Find out more about Love Your Parties and Sarah Sloan at www.sarahsloan.net. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.